Hey guys, we have Annie from Shelburne Falls Coffee Roasters on the show today. Matt, Dee, and Geffen talk with Annie about her upbringing and roles at the coffee shop throughout her life. She comes from a family of badasses and this apple didn't fall far from the tree. We hope you enjoy the show. And if you do, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Through the holiday season, Eviction CrossFit is offering a free two-week trial. Just come in or email matt at evictioncrossfit.com if you have any questions. Also, if you know someone doing something special in the greater East Hampton area and should come on our show, shoot us an email. All right, we're live here with, with Annie Lytle Rich. Lionel Rich. Lionel Richie. Annie Lionel Rich. Annie Lytle Rich. Annie Lytle Rich. My parents had a baseball game at their wedding to see whose last name was going to be for the kids. Oh, really? Yep. And my mom won, so that's why it's Lytle. And then at the very last minute, when I was born, I'm the oldest. She let my dad sneak his name on to the end. <laughs> that's, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So and they kept their own last name. So <clears throat> I come from a long line of passionate women keep their last names type cool. of people. Right on. That's yeah. Awesome. We haven't got the men to come over yet. Working but on we're it. Working, working on, on, each, on it. Each generation gets a little closer. That's amazing. <laughs> hyphen it up, Zach. Come on. Can hyphen? You take it all the way. <laughs> Might take Lila Rich, make it one word, and just be done with that. Oh, that's great. Awesome. So, so you are the CEO of Shelburne Falls Coffee Roasters. Yes, yeah, one of the many titles. That and microwave replacement person. <laughs> Do you know your microwaves? I know my microwaves. Yeah, I'm pretty much an expert at this point. Microwaves, toasters. If you need like a Bay Maria or a fridge fix, I can do all that. Very cool. A lot of equipment repair in my so job. So things go south. You, I mean, you have a potential in the HVAC. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I keep a very close tie with all the trades or at least just kitchen equipment. in kitchen case. Equi- kitchen right, equipment. Yeah. Exactly. Kitchen equipment in general. Yep. <laughs> cool. cool. I've been so excited to uh, interview um, because Shelburne Falls is my spot. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. I've got. I carry location? multiple punch cards just in case <laughs> yeah. I lose one. I literally have three you going have more. at once. Yep. Yeah. I hit Northampton. I hit Hadley. Um, I hit East Longmeadow. I hit East Hampton. I hit them all. You so hit them all. I don't Even discriminate. Even the Southern, the southern Friend, Heck which is yeah. what I call the East Longmeadow store. <laughs> don't close that. It's important We to would me. never close yeah. that store. That okay. store does, is an incredible store. And East Longmeadow is an incredible community to be part of. And it's been like a great, a great thing having it there. It's made it worth being... A drive. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been in East Long Meadow? Uh, just over six years. Wow. Yeah. I had lunch there last week. It was, oh, you did? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It's got a very different feel than the other stores. Um, and that's when I came back to the company. That was like my first task was to open that store. So for the first two months, it was just a one-woman show. And I would I lived up in Buckland in Shelburne Falls. And I'd get up at 4 a.m. And I'd drive down. I'd open the store. I'd work it by myself till 6 p.m., close it down drive home, do it again. And I did that for almost 60 days straight oh, until I had hired and trained a staff that I, we felt really good about. And then I started going back and running the whole company. But the uh, manager and the assistant manager were the two of the first employees I hired there. So they've been there the entire time, and which is awesome. And make, they've made that store exactly. Mike and Maria. Maria and Mike and Maria is the manager. Um, they've really made that store what it is. So yeah, it's it seems, really awesome. I mean, it seems busy. I mean, whenever I'm in there, it's always it's busy. Yeah. The weekends, I can't. I haven't been because it's too scary to me at how busy it is, but yeah. it's incredible. It's incredibly busy. And East Long Meadow has been such a great community yeah. to be part of. Shout cool. out to East Long Meadow. 
Yeah, th- there's not that many coffee shops in East Longmeadow. No. Right? No, there's it's, nothing, it's really. It's kind of surprising. I, well, they've got Starbucks and Panera, um, but they don't really have any local places down there. No. Yeah. I think in Hamden County in general, I'm trying to think of independent coffee shops down there in Hamden County, and I can't think of really. No, they're really, because when, uh, when we were opening the store, my mom and I, um, she's the one who does all the, the opening of the, the build out of the stores and, you know, kind of getting everything together. We'd go to try to get coffee, and there was like a pretty, very few options. We were really surprised, especially coming from like the Northampton area and even like the Greenfield, the Hilltown area. We've got just so many different options and so many great coffee shops to go to. So it was kind of surprising going down to that to that area and not having a lot of different options. Yeah. Have you looked farther south yet? Um, you know, we always kind of flirt with the idea of going further. Um, but one of the big limiting factors for us as far as size goes and distance goes is that every single night we bake all of our baked goods fresh and we roast fresh every day. And so every single night a delivery truck goes out from our roastery in Shelburne and our bakery in Greenfield and they go to every single store and do a loop and deliver and get everything there. So in order for the baked goods to be fresh, we kind of push that as far as we possibly can. And so right now that route takes about six hours. And East Long Meadow adds, you know, an hour an hour to it. So yeah. that was kind of like a, a, a big risk. And, and again, we love being part of East Long Meadow, but that definitely kind of added an extra element to it. So we're kind of, that's our current kind of limitation with that. So you have a full-time driver then, and, and you must have a couple, we have, a couple we have trucks. Two, we have one truck right now. We have one big van and we've got two drivers and they, they alternate, you so know. how late are they going every night to do that? They... You know, they kind of, we usually finish baking around midnight. Wow. And so it's kind of like a midnight to 6, 6 a.m. job. They kind of finish right. The stores open at 6, and so they have to be done by then. That's kind of the, the factor. Baking happens overnight. I get that game. Yep. <laughs> Baking's a night job, either late at night or very early mornings. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We, we won't go there, Maddie. <laughs> so so you're the current CEO. I, you referenced your mom. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming was and my she. my dad. Your mom and your dad was she the CEO? Did, did they both run the, the company um, for a while? And then you, you, they, I mean, using terms like, like we definitely still see ourselves as like a full family business. And I don't think any of them would use the term, that term. Um, but definitely like they're the, <clears throat> they, they have been, and they remain, sorry, <clears throat> the, like the leaders of the company. And so they're both still fully involved. They're both still fully working. Um, they have a lot more flexibility in their schedule because I have been handling the day-to-day for so long. But um, at this point, our company has grown so much in the last five, six years that uh, they really have had to come back even and work even more than they did before just because we've got so much. And a big part of what my mom does is kind of the whole building maintenance, the um, how the stores look, the vibe, and just, just making sure that we now have 10 locations that everybody's like H like we mentioned before HVAC air conditioning and heating is like just managing that as a full-time job. Um, so they really do a lot of that. And then my dad still handles all of the, all basically all the finances for the business and, and really kind of oversees that. And then all the coffee buying, he just still does all the coffee buying, which is itself a huge task. I mean, so you guys started back in what the early nineties. I was, I was doing a little bit of research yeah. on your website and yeah. so the origin story sounded kind of cool. It is. It's a, re- it's a July really 4th, cool. Right. Yeah. So, um, my parents are very entrepreneurial 
And um, they, they had had some other kind of businesses that they, they tried to kind of see what was going to work before this. But they basically, my mom was a uh, triage nurse in ERs for 15 years. Um, and my dad was in a rock band. Um, so nice. <laughs> yeah. awesome. um, and then he was a teacher for like a year and a half at, at Eagle Brook. And that's actually what brought them to Western Mass was Eagle Brook. And before that, they lived on Peaks Island off of Portland, Maine. Um, and they, uh, my, someone compl- was complaining at work that they had no good coffee at the Big E. They're like, go to the Big E. This is like an 89. So this is like really before coffee was a thing. They're like, there's no good coffee. Well, at least before good coffee was a yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> before this, it was like you, you went to a deli, you'd get it at a diner. And then like, if you were in little Italy or Europe, you had like a, you know, you'd get that kind of espresso bar experience, but like the coffee world that we know it today really didn't exist, especially, mm-hmm. especially on the East coast. Right. Um, and so someone was like, there's no good coffee. And my mom was like, Hey, that could be fun. So she literally went home to my dad. She was like, I think we should do the big E with coffee. So they bought an espresso machine and they got like a stand. Um, they printed some signs very much like the one that I, I brought you guys and they just did it. They're just, pe- they're the type of people where they're like, that's a good idea. Like, let's just that do it. Yeah, that could so, be, like, that no could do it. No, no, nothing, wow. nothing, nothing, nothing. Did they knew they liked coffee? No, I mean, yeah, my dad was like, they were into like the little Italy espresso concept. Um, so they're like, we're going to do the biggie. So this was like, but so before that, they're like, let's try this out. So they went up to Peaks Island and it was 4th of July, and they thought, ooh, and this is very much also how we work. They were like, Iced Island Delight. Like, that's a great name for a drink. That's a great name for a drink. Iced Island Delight. So they set up their stand. They had some coffee. They put out their sign for the Iced Island Delight. A customer came and said, ooh, that sounds great. And they're like, it does. Like, I'd like one. And they both realized they had not thought at all about what would go in the Iced Island Delight. <laughs> I don't even think they had ice on them. There was, like, no plan. <laughs> Nothing delightful about Nothing delightful. They were just like, ooh, I did not think about that that far. Um, so what did they do? Did they put, like, some coffee in it and start making things up? I don't know. This I, is our specialty <laughs> creamer. I know, exactly. <laughs> From the island. Pretty much. And they're like, it's going to be great. Um, and so, but, you know, that's the kind of people they are. They're like, that's a great name. That I would love to order something called Ice Island Delight. And then we'll kind of figure out what kind of goes along with that. So how old were you at this time? I was one and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was one and a half. And so my parents were both in their mid-30s. And they had just gotten married. And I was their first kid. And they are also the type of people that were just like, you know what? We both have good jobs and health care and blah, blah, blah. But let's quit it. We're in our 30s. Let's move into a van with our one and a half year old and we'll see if this works. And that's literally what they did. And for, so for the first two, three years of my lo- of, of the business, for when I was about one and a half to three and a half, my parent, we just had a Toyota minivan and it was not like a food truck. It was like an actual minivan. And we would sleep in it with the espresso equipment and just go all to fairs, all three of us, go to fairs. They would like change my diet. Like I was a baby. And they would, you know, they would, we would go to fairs and we would set up these like little rinky dink booths and sell coffee. And it was a hit. People like loved it. And they would just make tons of cash that they would then strap to their bodies with duct tape because when you've got like $5,000 in unmarked bills, it's like, and then, you know, so they just would tape it to themselves and then go to the bank and untape, untape the bills. Everyone thought they were drug dealers. Oh my God. Because who awesome. else has this? Yeah. And that was, um, that was it until my, uh, my mom, um, my sister Eve, who's my next sister, they were like, two babies in the van is too much. We Way still, too close. We'll do it. Yeah. And we're not getting a new van. Let me tell you, we're yeah. not getting, oh no, we, 
I, that van, when I was 10, we still had that van. And at that point, again, duct tape, both bumpers were held on by duct tape. None of the doors opened. So to get in the van, we would leave the windows open in the winter. We would crawl in the window. I'm not kidding. We'd crawl in the windows and then we could open it from the inside. So my parents would send me as like a four-year-old because I was small enough to fit in the window. I'd go in, open the doors. And then the sliding door, you would take it off fully and put it back on fully. So that's how, (laughs) that's our style. But yeah, that's when they opened, when my sister was born, they were like, let's figure something out. So they tried Northampton. Obviously, we couldn't afford it, um, as the van story illustrates. And uh, so we opened this tiny, tiny space in Shelburne Falls, and we kind of grew out of, grew from so there. So what was the name before that? Before that, it was called Cappuccino Express. That was the first name. That was what was on the side of the van in duct tape? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> nice. Shelburne yes. Falls is much cooler. Featuring Shelburne I- Falls, Iced Island Delight. Iced Island Delight. <laughs> I know. Well, next year's our 30th anniversary, and I'm 100% going to be running an Iced Island Delight yeah. special. Nice. I got to start now thinking about what it's going to entail. I think you should just entail. not have anything in it. Yeah, it's that's just, the should joke. should just be iced coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when people ask you, you're like, we didn't really think it out. No, like, we're not, we're not yeah. think you know it what? It now. could just be a full barista's choice. You right. order the Ice Island Delight, and then someone they have to make it up on the spot That's in true, true fashion, light right. rich fashion. Yeah, you should stop thinking about it now and yeah. until that morning. Yep. You'd be like, "That's yep, it, exactly. Got it. Yep. <laughs> Very cool. So, so from there, you started the shop in Shelburne, yep. obviously. Yep, and, and so you started roasting your own coffee right away? Or? Nope. At first, we used Green Mountain Coffee. And at the time, Green Mountain Coffee was like... That was a, legit. Yeah, it was yeah. Like, like unbelievable. It was a huge pioneer in, um, in you know, specialty coffee. So we used that. And then we had a woman in Vermont, Southern Vermont, who did baked goods for us. And so she would drive them down. Um, and my parents and I and my sister, Eve, we were living in like a one, kind of a one-bedroom kind of studio apartment um, my parents bought a three-family house that had been condemned and they had renovated two parts enough to rent to people and then we lived in like the still condemned the part, condemned part yeah, yeah we, sounds, we continued to live right in the, the condemned part yeah. um no but we uh you know they uh they got a call from their baker this, of course before cell phones is like in 91 and the woman said uh, i'm having a nervous breakdown i'm actually at using a pay forum payphone at the airport i'm moving to florida i'm sorry i'm out and my parents are like what it's like tuesday and we what are we gonna do for baked goods the next morning and over the phone she gave them the recipe for muffins and scones and they're like well shoot and so they got the went out and got and we baked it in our kitchen and we've been using those same recipes ever since oh that's cool wow. yeah and that's how that we became bakers just kind of in a because you had to. You we had to. It, yeah. yeah. And coffee roasting, we put a little bit more um, thought into. But but for the most part, most people, and you can see this replicated across a lot of different coffee businesses, is that um, if you, you want to be in a long time you, and you want it for, to make financial sense, roasting your coffee. There's a couple different like ways that you can go, but a very popular one is learning to roast your own coffee. So, But similarly... Um, <laughs> you know, we got a coffee roaster. They bought a roaster. My dad went to like a, a conference and learned about it and how to do it. And then we just started roasting in Shelburne Falls downtown in this tiny space. Like it was like the size of two closets. 
And, um, you know, obviously immediately the fire department came because <laughs> when we did French roast, the town was just filled with billowing, <laughs> billowing smoke. That's awesome. um, so yeah, so then they started and we roasted in that little spot for, uh, for years in this tiny, you know, you'd go in, get your coffee, roast. The, the, the just get it done attitude that they have. Yeah. It's amazing. Impressive. It's mm-hmm. so cool. It Spit is. Spit duct tape. There, yeah. Ah. There, there's nothing that was going to stop them. No. No, no, no. There is nothing that was going to stop them. And it didn't, it just doesn't, it didn't phase them in the same way because, you know, the, it, people, people still come in, <laughs> you know, people, they don't, a lot of time customers, that's like not, they're not looking at how the sausage gets made and. I'm not saying it doesn't get made well. It's just, you know, a lot of times, and I'm sure you guys know as as business owners, you know, a lot of times things do not go to plan Mm -hmm. and you've got crazy stuff that happens and you're like, I had no idea. And I'm a big part of making it so that you last as a business is the ability to to let those things roll off your back and be able to pivot real quick and figure out what you can do and figure out what's important and focus on what's important and not get stressed out about the stuff that yeah you can't not. you can't dwell on that stuff i mean stuff ha- things happen in business literally daily yeah all the time every day and if mm-hmm. you can't pivot you got to pivot yeah. you got to make it happen and you've got to be like and you've got to be able to just be determined and take risks and be able to move through the discomfort because right. discomfort's always going to be there yeah would you would you guys be even close to as successful if that didn't happen because I would imagine it created new opportunities for you. So mm-hmm. it forced you to start um, making your own baked goods yep. and delivering them, which I'm sure yep. has increased your margins. And uh, I mean, I think that it's was it was successful because that's how my parents are and that's how they operate. Obviously, there are many people who do things with a plan who are also successful, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm not here to say that like, that you can't have a plan and be successful because obviously you can be very successful with a plan and they might've been way more successful if they had had a plan. You know, obviously there are other coffee companies who have been, who are much more successful than we are. Um, so, but, but, you know, my parents, particularly those people, you know, that that's just kind of that's just who they are. That's the package. It's kind of you a know? little bit generational too. that, you know, they're the kind of very much, you know, whatever. We're going to hit it on the road with in the van mm-hmm. with, with our child. And I think that, you know, that's a little bit lost in, in new business owners these days. That's do you, taking that huge risk. Yeah. Do you do you think your parents were trying to build like an empire by any means at that point? Were they, like thinking, they were just having fun. Yeah, that's what. It, so it seems like I the mean, whole vision of, you know, in the shoes of an entrepreneur today is probably very different it's very different than yeah. when it was in the 80s when so they much probably freer. just wanted, yeah they I think they were freer at first but I think that by the time when they started having kids and we had they had to feed us as well they um got a little more real yeah I got a little more real yeah. and that's when you started seeing more stores pop up you know yeah I think no I think my parents my parents have they want to they want to have a great quality of life and they want to be good business owners um, but they also like they still have a band and they perform and they like have other passions and like to them and I think that this is something that you kind of have if you have a long-term business and it's something I've seen 
they're they're passionate they wake up every day and go to work and they're passionate about it but they also stop working at 5 p.m and they don't work on weekends and, and they huge. take yeah and they take yeah. that time and they treat it and i try to treat it and i think that's part of my ability to be successful over a long period of time that this is a job it's a job like any other job and you want to be good at your job you want to be successful you want to give your all to your job but it is a job it is not your life it's not who you are you can have and other like, passions you can have other passions you have you can, to have other passions. you have to well yeah. you you know and and you have to have other things that define you as right. a person because you need to have that balance i think mm-hmm. a, a lot of people that are super stressed about their work right it's yes because they take it home with them they yep. You know, it, it's affecting them at dinner. It's their whole identity. It, it's their, yep. it's o- the mm-hmm. only thing they have and they have no balance. And I right. think that's really uh, important. Yep. Piece. And then the hard part, too, about being a business owner is there, there are times where, like, you can't have that balance. And so figuring out, like, when it's okay to lean full, when you have to lean fully in and being able to be fully in and being yeah. able to give 100% to it, but then also to be able to pull back. And so yeah. it's a hard balance. And they're definitely, we've all not been perfect at it at times, but right. for the most part, I think they've really made it work. Yeah, that's super important. Mm-hmm. So why Shelburne? Why, why'd they land there? They were just, could literally not afford to live anywhere else. At the time, yeah. Yeah, they tried, they tried living, they, they could not afford anything else. That was the minimum, that was the cheapest place. And they're still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't been afforded to leave. <laughs> <laughs> they could just figure out that yeah. iced island Are delight drink. I'm still, telling yeah, you, we're, the we're could change. You know, we're waiting for Starbucks to call, and they just don't. <laughs> Did they renovate that that third uh, apartment? Yeah, the they still family? own them. Yep, Did we still own it. Yep, and we like, but yep. So they still own it, and then um, and yeah, and we have people live there and. Yeah, in, Sh- in Shelburne Falls. There? No, they oh. moved. We moved when I was twelve. We moved when I was twelve, um, right outside the town. So still in, in in that area, but we did move eventually. At, at one point, though, we took one of the apartments and made that into a full bakery. So at one point, we had part of it was a bakery, part of it was an office, and so we had people come into the house and baking in the house for years and baking and doing all the bookkeeping and the whole deal. So for me growing up, I was like fully seeing all the different, all the different that's elements. Really cool. yeah. yeah, I have a little experience in zoning bylaws. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what? And that would not fly in Southampton. No. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't think it would fly anywhere any, anymore, you know? And I, I think that is kind of the nice thing about being in a small town is that like, and my parents were new to that town, you know? And like I grew up, I was born in Deerfield. I, moved there when I was two and I still am like I, I'm still aware that I'm the new person in town you know you know and so so small town so yeah. small town yeah. I mean it was a thousand people and um but but no they you can kind of people people work with you you know especially if you're doing something that's that's good and that's valued by the community in some places in Shelburne Falls they did <laughs> yeah there you go yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um so did you now you're you're 12 you're going to school in Shelburne mm-hmm. and then um are you working when you're 14 in the stores yep or? I've got W2s going back to 2002 awesome yeah that is awesome mm-hmm. yeah my pa- and my parents are super above the board people so like there was no paying me under the table I was fully enrolled in the payroll system I had my workers permit. I was ready to go. So yeah, yeah. I started. But I mean, I, I started. That's when I officially started working shifts in the store. Um, before that, I labeled. I did. I mean, I did all the stuff. My parents' earliest thing is when I was small. When I was like two and a half, we were doing fairs. I was in charge of making all the iced tea. That was my job. And I'd put all the bags out and I'd count them out and I'd make the iced tea. 
and I'm still making iced tea, so I've grown a lot in my... Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you're good at it. Yeah, iced tea, I feel pretty confident your, your, yeah. about. Well, I figured it out two and a half. I haven't really improved my skills since, and <laughs> it seems to be working for the public. Um, so I did that. I used to label bags, you know, like the coffee bags um, that we have in the stores, should you go in and buy a pound of coffee. And my parents, I used to sit in an empty room with a box of bags, and my parents paid me a half a cent per bag correctly labeled, and they did not pay me if it was... Um, wow. Deducted from my salary. Yeah, deducted from you, my you, salary. Piecework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. piecework. And I remember totally. one time yeah. that I made $3, which meant that I labeled 600 bags in a setting. And I remember being like, I'm going to buy some candy. <laughs> I'm going to treat myself. So, yeah, I did all that kind of stuff. I've always been super into the business. And I begged my parents to let me work. Um, and uh, so the, my, and my mom, my parents uh, told me when I was 12 that I had to buy my own car and they would not feel good if I wasn't in a safe one. So I better start saving ASAP when, you're 12? I don't, when I was 12. Yeah. yeah if there's four and a half years, you should be able to figure out, you should be able to get enough money to get a nice car, like get it together. So I started working and then I, you know, I got the job. I got the job at the coffee shop. Did you add up how many bags it would take you to save up for that car? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to need a promotion. <laughs> Listen, we, we need to yeah. hire people. Yeah, I'm gonna I, need, to, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need an assistant or some sort of other situation. Bag I'll pay them an eighth of a penny yeah. per bag. Yeah, I was like, how <laughs> can I figure this out? Well, Zach's, Zach's coworker. Zach, sorry, I know my, um, my fiance, my husband. Shit, shoot, my husband's coworker. Swear, cool. My husband's coworker told a story. Um, she was from Shelburne Falls, and he was like, Oh, I'm dating Annie. She owns Shelburne Falls Coffee Roasters, and they were like, Oh no, I know Annie. Apparently, and I do remember doing this, I, when I was five, I had a little side hustle where I'd go to people's gardens. I'd just walk around John Falls. I'd pick flowers and I would try to sell it to them in a bouquet <laughs> form. Yeah. So she said one time I you came to the door, there are flowers. Yeah. I knocked, yeah. I knocked on the door and I said, and they're like, oh, that's so sweet. You picked flowers. And I was like, yeah, that'll be five cents. <laughs> <laughs> So, awesome. no, I've always been trying to be very industrious. Did they give you the five cents? I don't think so. I think they no. called my mom and they're like, you need to get your daughter off my lawn. <laughs> flowers. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, once I got the, the job, my mom told me if I ever called out, I'd be fired immediately. And I didn't. I didn't call out one time. Not one, one time. Wow. All the way through. Yeah. Parents, even when I was your sick, parents are badasses. They're, yeah. I mean, they were just, just like, they did not have time for me. They were like, if I ever have to go and work a shift for you, it is over. Wow. But then my youngest sister, she, my mom would work for her all the time, all the time. She'd cover shifts. She'd be like, oh, Roz is tired. I'll go in and work sandwiches. <laughs> You're the owner. <laughs> yeah. the, yeah. the oldest has it the toughest, right? Is, is that? Or, you know, I could say that it gives me the best worth, work ethic. Yeah. And that's what I tell my parents when uh, I'm justifying to them again why, I, you know, they yeah. pay me. Why you're running the joint? <laughs> yeah, why I'm running the <laughs> right. joint. Like, listen, I had to sell people flowers from their own Right. I was like, gardens. did you not see my industrious you told ideas? Me I wouldn't be able to drive a car. Yeah. Right. I was just looking at uh, sick time over the last five years, and it looks like my. <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah. So I have a question about yes. the coffee. Yes. First of all, what's your fl- favorite roast or flavor? Um, I need to know. Okay. I have my stack ranking. So. Okay. <laughs> I drink Colombian Supremo basically every day. That's my go-to, Colombian what I drink. Supremo. I, I love Colombian Supremo. <laughs> Colombian Supremo is number one on the line. I don't know if you go really? into any Shelburne Falls coffee roasters, Colombian is so what, number one. What, what, what about it is, makes it number one, do you think? Um, well, well back, in the, back in the old days, in like the 90s, 
Colombia has had a strong reputation for having the best coffee and was definitely was one of them <clears throat> the Colombian Supremo was very very highly regarded and now and now is world you know Colombians kind of old news but that's how we kind of started and we really promoted that we had like this really great coffee and initially that's where a lot of the development and a lot of our pride went into like the Colombian Supremo coffee um so I, I kind of grew up on that. And I'm sure that's why I, I drink, partially why I drink it every day. But in general, it's a very solid, like, you're going to start your day with a cup of coffee. It's got, like, nice chocolatey base to it. It's got, like, some classic red fruit that you find in um, Central and South American coffees. And then some medium roast. And so we really kind of get, it, it just kind of, like, hits all the different elements that I want in, in like, a morning cup of coffee. So would that coffee be considered fair trade and or organic? Because I was reading no. up on it and, and, and researching. Yeah. And so all, there's so much that there's, goes into coffee now. Like, there's so much. Um, and, and we can, you know, fair trade and organic are, those are certifications. And so there's a lot that goes into those certifications. And there's a lot of political. Um, drive not drive but no no no. there's there's a lot of politics behind the ter- being fair trade and being organic and there are some people who love it and there are a lot of critics of both of those certifications and, and we carry fair trade organic coffee and we carry some shade grown coffee we carry we kind of have a mix of all you know we have a lot of different things that we do but um there's a lot of people in the coffee world who are, who are very anti-fair trade and very anti-organic really? um because and then you know they to be considered fair trade organic um fair trade organic and they most fair trade is organic it's an intense certification process for the farmers um there's something like and this is you would want to fact check me on this afterwards but it's around like six to nine hundred different checkpoints that they have to have if there are like chickens on the farm and the feed that goes in the chickens is not fully organic they don't get certified it's an incredibly expensive process um so and for some of these farmers, it, it, the, it's not the possible. expense of it might be prohibitive. It's, it's completely it, right. prohibitive. And it's also, um, and basically what fair trade does is that it, it gives basically a price guarantee. Now, the price of coffee might be higher than that that year. It might be lower. The prices are definitely volatile. Um, and so, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the farmers are getting paid the most they could possibly get paid. And that's why you see <clears throat> fair trade and organic a lot of places, like a lot of um, industry leaders in like very high-end coffee, like Stumptown or Intelligentsia, they are looking a lot more at farmer direct. And that's where you work directly with, you know, as the term implies, directly with the farmer and you negotiate, you know, you can do prices that way and you can really see what that individual farm looks like instead of a lot of farmers, are, they just can't, they just really can't afford it. Now, on the other end, for us being a roaster, our process to be certified to serve organic coffee, someone comes once a year, they do an inspection. You know, it's not, it's not expensive for us. It's not a hard process for us. And there's a lot of people who say that there's an, an, an immense amount of, um, like, Contamination? The, the, not contamination. No, no, no. Just about like when you look at like the different societies and social structures that make up the coffee world, the first world American, the, the burden put on America, like, you know, your first world, I'm not using the correct PC terms, but oh, that's all right. you're, <laughs> you're not that, that burden is, is very different than the burden that's put, being put on the right. poor it's, farmers. It's super easy. It's very disproportionate. It. Yeah. And that is very angering to a lot of the sure. coffee suppliers. Yeah. But on the other hand, 
it's better than nothing. So, I mean, th that's where I'm just kind of saying that th there's a lot behind those right. terms that the average consumer is not necessarily interacting with. Um, so it is something that, you know, I would definitely encourage people to kind that we carry fair trade organic coffee and we've worked with with organic certifications and we we have that element and we're very proud to have that element um but that's definitely not the end all be all in right. coffee and uh, so we kind of have a, a, a mix of a mix of different things and really at the end of the day for us we're looking for quality we're looking for taste and we're looking for something that can that's going to make our customers happy so i have a question kind of along the same lines mm -hmm. Um, I'm an environmental specialist. That's yep. my career. And okay. I've done like a lot of research on the environmental impacts of coffee yes. and what we should be buying and stuff. Yeah. I was just so overwhelmed. Like there's oh, yes. so much oh, yes. out there, like shade grown, birch certified, rainforest certified. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. what, what is the least environmentally like impactful coffee or what should we be looking for? That's a really hard question. Um, and I, I, you know, we get this question a lot. We get, you know, I just had, I had, you know, customers and from different people. And it's a really hard question because at the end of the day, coffee is, is not super environmentally friendly. You know, it's, Don't tell me that. it's not <laughs> one thing that I, I always tell to people, She's I'm like, tea. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to turn everybody off our product in this, but they, one thing to think about is just picturing how much fossil fuels go into just transporting the coffee. Like this is not mm. a local product, right. you know. Right. Like just to trans, like if you, you if you farm, if you're, start growing right. coffee. if you're worried about the shade grown element, all that kind of stuff, and the birds, let me tell you, give you something else to worry about. Yeah. You know, like right. <laughs> the the fossil fuel, the footprint of coffee before it even gets to the our distributor that then has to freight it to us. Mm. I mean, you know, and that's why sometimes like you know it's not great and like it is people are not being paid well even in your best case scenario in a coffee provide you know if you're right where are the sources it's you're not getting country. a 15 I mean, dollar minimum yeah. wage in health care right. for the people who are picking the beans like it's just it, it, you know it, it's but on the other hand it's many people people's livelihoods and the only livelihood that they have available to them right they're grateful it, to have it, in job. these and whether or not they're grateful I don't I mean, I don't, I'm not going to put out whether or not they're grateful, but it's definitely an one of the options that they have right. few options that people have. So uh, the last thing that they would, most people in that industry would want is for us to stop buying the coffee because then that goes away. So that's not great either. So, um, you know, it's something that um, a lot of people are looking at. You know, it's something that's been brought to light a lot more as coffee's become a more dominant industry and that people are interacting with coffee in a way that they want to care about it and feel pr really proud of what they're doing. And it's entered people's daily lives in a very different way than it was 30 years ago when we began. Um, but it is, it, it's a... Uh, you, you have to kind of pick your battles and then I kind of tell you, what, what do you, what do you care about? You know, what's important to you? Um, is it important to you? There, there's so many different elements. And so that's what I kind of recommend is, you know, find out what's important to you, what, what's going to make you feel good about it and kind of go in that direction. But there isn't like a good. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's definitely a complicated industry. It's a very, no, like, just like right, anything, right just like sugar, right. just like wheat, yeah, just like all the commodities I can name off the top of my head. It's a global industry. Right. It impacts people at all different levels of the stratosphere. And 
it's not impacting everyone on a positive way. Right, I mean, because you can look at it from an environmental impact standpoint. I looked at it from pesticides and just yep. my own, what am I putting in my body uh-huh. kind of standpoint. Yep. And there's dis- different decisions you have to make there with coffee. There's also the farmers coffee, there's and farm- they're being treated. Right. And, and, and then a lot of times, too, what, what really comes down to it is whether or not your barista smiled at you when they gave you the cup. You know, that's yeah, a big part of it. Or you if know, sugar you have maple so nut or sugar maple nut gets taken off the line. Someone took it off the line. You know, and that's the reality of it is people you get so I have I have so way more people email in being like, I didn't you know, I felt I didn't have a great customer service experience and I take that that's where a lot of my energy goes, a lot yeah. of my passion goes because my responsibility in my job and my role is to my customer and to my employees. And those are the people that I put in my number one, number two right there in my priority i'm not i'm not putting the priority of the growers in my top in my top because that's not my job that's not my role that's not my area in the company you're giving people Mm -hmm. options to make those choices because you've got organic you've got fair trade you have a flavor right so some people don't care you know some people don't care right so you're giving them the options to make that choice your job is customer experience like a lot of our businesses yep. are, you know, we, we revolve around customer experience. You so. have to renew mm-hmm. the membership every day. Yeah, yeah. every day. Every day. Not most mine. times a day. But then the <laughs> other thing, too, is if you don't have that element, you're not going to sell the coffee. Yeah. The, it, it all it all interacts together. We yeah. each have a piece to play in it. And, um, you know, and you see what's important to people. Really, when, when, when the money, when it's money out of their pocket. Yeah. You know what's important to me? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Well, it's it's really not that. Well, it is important because this is how I drink my coffee every day. Uh, bulletproof coffee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How come more coffee shops aren't aren't doing? Is is it that difficult to execute? Like, what is it? I don't even know. So, at, oh, bull, it's uh, delicious. First of all, it's yeah. delicious. It, right? And so he made himself one before we actually walked over. I he did. didn't even offer me one. So mm-hmm. I did no, I was in a rush. But uh, so MCT oil and butter, I think, That's is why I don't know about it. Yeah. Technically, be the um, right. definition of bulletproof coffee. <laughs> but I think just butter. A lot of people call just putting butter in your coffee, blending it up. That's yeah. bulletproof. Mm-hmm. I don't, but so have you guys looked at doing yeah. something like oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And I look at yeah, I've I'm looked at it. I'm gonna say there's a market research issue in terms of demand. I've looked at it. Um, it is yeah, it's kind of it's a demand issue. I don't I don't think there's enough people. Yeah, it's a pretty specialized market. I have I did kind of a test run at Hadley at our Hadley location one time. We, you know, when Pioneer Valley CrossFit right down the road, and we have, we have a lot of customers coming over from there. And you know, you, I really want to see that like 50 people are going to buy it a day. And that's what I always tell people when people pitch me products. I'm like, that sounds great. I'd love to do it. If, if they you only can tell knew. me 50 people, if I can get 50, if you can tell me if you can, you can make some sort of argument to me that 50 people. But if you know. You know, but if I don't see 50 people coming in a day, then you, I, you I just to, can't. You have to think about the way Americans in general drink their coffee. So separate even the Shelburne Falls in terms of experience, just general American population drink their coffee like Dunkin' with extra extra, right? Like, mm-hmm. So are they going to hit a bulletproof? Probably, you know, probably could not. Could we try to work? Could we work out a deal where we try the month of January in East Hampton? And yeah, like, I will promote the hell out of that. If so you can get me fifty people a day per 50 store, people a day. That's, that's my that's the there's number. There's no way you're gonna hit that. <laughs> and I and also I need them to come in and get it forever. Yeah. Like I can't just be for January. I need them forever. Yeah, I, I might need more of a build up than just January. Like you're yeah. gonna make a run at it. Need more time. <laughs> no, I would need more time. Yeah. It'd have to be strategic. I think that there's room for I, the other thing too that I think about a lot. Is, and I think one thing that's made Shelburne Falls Coffee Roasters successful is that we know who we are, 
We know what we're about. We know what people are expecting when they come in the store. Do it well. Try to focus on that. Try to stay on brand. Um, But I think there could be a great opportunity for somebody else to open a coffee shop that does bulletproof coffee. Don't start. (laughs) We're going to be attached to a gym. (laughs) No. Attached to a gym. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm in. Post work. We know know you're in. We're not the only ones that can do a can do coffee. But you can only carry so much in terms of options, in terms of what you're going to yeah. mix into your coffee. Right? Refrigeration like, space yeah. is like a real, like we, that we have, we have only so much space in our stores. We have only so much electricity and we fight, you know, there's a fight for fridge space, you know, like that's a, that's a real thing. So you get your almond milk out there. I was going to say, what do you think about all the different types of milk now? Yeah. Um, I think it's great. Mainly because I don't like soy milk personally. So having almond milk and oat milk come up is great. I mean, I think it's great. I don't, I don't mind that. We're all about options at Shelton Falls Coffee. Like we are all about options. We don't get rid of anything. Um, I'm like, I'm like it, into it. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk about a environmental drain though. Right. <laughs> almond milk's not great. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. No, it's like the worst. What's, what's the, the process of almond milk? Isn't it just like filtered water going over almonds? Yeah. Like crushed up? Like, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think you almonds, Think first. about the yeah. volume. Think about the volume of yeah. almonds. Yeah. And almonds are, yeah. I'm, and the growing. I mean, Yeah, that, the growing, the, 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 the irrigation, the water right. that goes. And that's, you know, the water that you have to use. The, and also. It's still better than cows. But also, Same. when people are growing almonds, they're not grow- now people are they're not doing other crops because they're growing almonds. So the environmental impact of almond milk is is something to look up if you enjoy drinking it. I don't know about oat milk though. I'm into oat milk. We've been, we've been going to coconut milk. Yeah, that's where we're living. I was days. just debating adding coconut milk as an oat milk option at Shalom Falls Coffee. Yeah, so it's really good. This could be a big moment for you guys to have a, a, some impact well, as long on as the milk sugar offering. So yeah. more <laughs> coconut milk than butter than. Bulletproof coffee? Dude, I'm telling Dude, you. Dude, I'm low I'm, on the list. I'm oh, going to go low teens is what you can get for sales of your Bulletproof coffee. <laughs> low God, teens. How do we... People have to know about this. They got to... We got to spread the word. It's so good. Yeah. But... Have you tried... Have I have. Yeah, yeah. It's been around for a while. I know. You know it's been yeah. around. Yeah. But still, a lot of people don't know about it. Like, we talk to people at the gym and like, once they try it, they're like, oh my God, that was great. It's better than this creamer that doesn't expire a, it, for 25 years. But it's a time years. issue of making it in terms of like, a, right. you know, again, you have, to, you have to put it into the blender. She, you, if I can just grab my coffee and run out the door, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time. Okay. So um, did you go to college? Mm-hmm. Did you yes. go away? Or? I did. I went to Vassar College in Poughkeepsie. Oh, okay. Um, How was the coffee out there? It was not great. No. My dad went there too. Women's college. It used to be a women's college. My dad was year four of it being... Um, co-ed nice. institution um yeah i went to vassar i was history major oh cool yeah and then i was an elementary school teacher in new orleans after katrina for three years with teach for america oh that's really cool uh, that's so awesome. you didn't mm-hmm. always know you wanted to take over the family business um no i was pretty well first of all as previously determined my parents are you know i think they're good business owners and that they were like um, if you would like to come back and work, you need to bring some skills that are not just being a barista. You know, not that baristas don't bring a lot of skills, but it's a very different role. Business, yeah. business role that I have and management role that I have. And they were very clear that if I was not qualified, I would not be getting... My, my pay reflects my experience, what kind of pay I can get from a different job, just like anybody else. Um, and uh, at the time, they, you know... I, I looked like I'd make a lot more money being a lawyer. So that's kind of the route that I was. 
I love your parents. What are their? We got a shout. What are their names? They're Kathy and Curtis. Oh my and god! And Kathy does great. CrossFit. She does sixty-five. She does CrossFit. That's she's been doing great. it for eight years. Oh, all yeah. Right. She's a passionate going, CrossFitter. Kathy. Yeah, she's moving. She's moving and grooving. And Kurt, Curtis likes to play tennis more. But yeah, so they um. But they he, they he sent you away. They sent you away. Well, they didn't really send me away. They were like, you could work for barista wage the rest of your life or you get a different job. And like, you probably want to get a different job if you want to have a house. So that's kind of your option. So I went to Vassar. Um, I was history major. Um, I graduated in 2010, the height of there being no jobs. Um, So I did Teach for America. I don't know if you're familiar with that program, but Teach... Shout out for Teach for America. <laughs> Teach for America. Um, what they do is they take people who are typically on either uh, an MBA, a pre-law or pre-med track, someone who's not typically going to go into being in education. And it was very competitive. Um, and you, you, if you get in, I think my year, like 8% of people who applied got in because, again, there were no jobs. Um, that you get sent to a region of the United States. You do not get to choose. And you get placed as a full blown teacher in a low-income school that that no teachers will teach at and so I was really hoping for like high school history New York kind of like freedom riders but I got a I got deep by you elementary wow. school <laughs> with kids I was like I'm not even seen I haven't seen eight-year-olds since my sister was eight um, I don't know what eight-year-olds can do or not do or anything. And, you know, again, that's where my parents' kind of mentality is just like, well, I am. I'm a teacher now. This is what I committed to. I committed to two years. I ended up doing three. Um, and I learned invaluable lessons of, of management and what motivates people and, you know, that's huge. forgiveness, yeah. patience, all you get with kids, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so I did that. And, yeah. then, um, and then I was leaving and I was looking at my next career move and um, – my parents were looking to retire, jokes on them. And uh, so they, uh, they gave me an offer to come back for one year and see what I could do. And at one year we'd evaluate. And if I had, if I had, I had a certain number that I needed to make to make it worth it, that was competitive with other job offers that I was getting. So I had, I had to get that end out of it. And for them, they had to pay, f- you know, I had to, I had to generate revenue. And I was told numbers that I had to generate in order for my job to remain after one year. It's amazing. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. We need to have them on. Yeah, Curtis and Kathy. Uh, and I will yeah, say, yeah. the number they gave me to generate, they're like, each day, at the end of the day, all the stores need to make this number. We now make that by 8.30 a.m. Wow. Oh, way to go, mm-hmm. Annie. That is yep. awesome. Yeah. So, and, and it, I'm sure it wasn't just to cover your salary. That doesn't make sense, right? So, they... they oh, no. They, I, I, they were like, you need to... You need to generate yeah. revenue. I'm a right. revenue generator. And that's still, I need to generate revenue. And what year, what year was that? That was 2013. Okay. Six years ago. Six years later. Mm -hmm. So, so you made it obviously. So far. Every day's a new day though. It could, I was recently, I was being interviewed by an MBA team, um, on family businesses and they're like, what are the threats to family business? Literally I could die driving home. That's going to be a bummer for Sheldon Falls Coffee Roasters. I'd like to think, you know, probably not a bummer forever, but a bummer for a while, you know, Big you know, time, yeah. there's so, as you guys know, there's so, it's so fragile. It's so fragile. Every there's day. Every day. Yeah. There's so many things that could go, that could, there's endless things that could go, could go wrong and things go wrong all the time. And there's some real, I mean, one, we had an arsonist burn down one of our stores one time, you know, like that's, what? yeah. I mean, you, you have all different things that that happen that are just seem you know so you know but so far today today's going pretty good we, we hit our number and we hopefully we'll do it again tomorrow so was it recent the acquisition of a couple coffee shops yeah yeah tell that us about a huge, that a huge leap for us 
Um, we were approached last September by the owner of um, another local coffee chain with Am- they include Amherst Coffee, Northampton Coffee, Greenfield, Tart Baking, and then two stores out in Boston. Then he was looking to kind of simplify and, and consolidate whether or not we'd be interested in purchasing some one or all of the different of the different stores. Um, and we really had to think about it and look at it. And um, but in the end, we decided to, to take on three Northampton Coffee, Greenfield Coffee and Tart Baking. And so this last six months has really been about um, integrating them in. And yeah, or just kind of like, I mean, it's a little wild to all of a sudden to be in, in your in a in a different coffee world. And one of the reasons that we, we purchased it because it was such a such a different coffee world. It's the, really the uh, polar opposite of us in, in a lot of different ways. Like what, what ways do you think? I mean, because I've been well, in like, both and yeah, I think they're both great. They're great. Yeah. They're, I mean, amazing. And, and McCunda Feldman, the previous owner, he did an, an incredible job, just incredibly inspired. There is a different vibe, though. Very different vibe. Yeah. Very different approach. Um, and he is somebody who really looks at the beans and really looked at the taste and, and, and really honored the, the barista process. Um, and that's really reflected in their menu. Their menu is very simple. You can get espresso with milk or espresso with water and chai. You know, that, that's it. And the, and the focus and the attention and the, and the real honoring of the coffee is there. And I'm not saying we don't do that, but obviously you c- walk into our store and you've got about 4 billion options. You know, yeah. <laughs> we just, lot, you know, it's yeah. like, my God. Um, and so very different. Um, and so, and, and for me, you know, it is my parents' business. It is their vision. It's what they've built. And, um, it, you know, if I was to choose to go to a coffee shop, that might not necessarily be my choice every day is Shelton Falls Coffee. And so um, even though obviously I love it and uh, I'm sure I take it for granted sometimes. But um, but Northampton Coffee and Greenfield Coffee, it's a very different exploration of the coffee world. And it was, a you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity for us to be able to kind of be in that world. And on the end, Another big motivator for us is that we loved though we love those stores. We love going to them. We've loved being customers over the year, and uh, I think we could do a, a a good job with continuing them. So, have you left them pretty well alone in terms of their processes, the obviously the product, or did you? I think change we've something. We've changed definitely. We've changed some like you know different procedures from kind of like from a business standpoint yeah. and we ha- you know we had to because we we have to do us in some ways um but no we've left i i added um an espresso plus adventure mm. option where it's one did you think this one through first before one, you threw the name out no i did a quick i did a quick survey of at least one Sounds employee like of ice, what they thought yes over again. So are you hitting 50 people that's 50 people because if you're not we oh, want no, bulletproof in there easy <laughs> i'm gonna lower that easy number do so. <laughs> yes we um so they, there's one flavor option now for a fun drink so we did like maple cardamom but we're trying to use all like high-end natural cooler combinations um and then so so we're doing kind of like those types of twists on classics um but for the most part yeah we we've really um because tart baking is who supplied the pastries to those two stores and so we purchased tart as well and so you know there's definitely uh, there's definitely some changes but for the most part people have been asking me when we're taking over and i was like we've been here eight months so yeah so there's no rebranding you're not going to change the Um, names we might we don't know we haven't we might um, acquisitions are a, t- are, a, are a tricky thing. I mean, yeah. we just went through this in our own business, and you wrestle with a lot of those decisions. It's about timing when yep. you make those changes. It's about the brand. If the brand's mm-hmm. working, 
Yeah. Why do you change it? I mean, there's a huge amount of there's so much, and um, we do have an end plan of 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 developing our own line of very high end single origin coffees um, called Catalpa Coffee that we've been working on. Um, and so that'll change at some point and, you know, we're ever evolving, you know, Schoenfeld's Coffee Roasters has had like four, you know, not recently, but, you know, we're evolving and we're seeing it and we're trying to spend a lot of time with customers and, you know, I don't know. We'll, so we'll see. Can what you tell us tell? a little bit about that line? What, what was the name of it again? It's called Catalpa Coffee. Why it, Catalpa? Um, my parents, my dad, when he proposed to my mom, they pro- he gave her a catalpa tree and proposed to say, under it's it. a type of tree with yes. big lagoons. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it is one word and not three. <laughs> I already have the hyphen last name, so I got to find a short in somewhere. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that and um, yeah, no, we, just special place is meaningful. Um, so yeah, that's something that we're working on, which is exciting. Cool. It's an exciting because I know you know Schoenfeld's coffee. We've got so many coffees. And at times we try to put out like a really high, you know, high end, you know, coffee. And you just can't compete with toasted coconut cream. You can't, just can't compete, compete with toasted. O- All right. So here's my list. Ready? Top I'm ready. three. Ready? I'm so ready. Yeah. So you, you know which number one is sugar maple nut. Sugar maple nut. Yep. Toasted coconut cream. Mm-hmm. Christmas morning. Well, yes. Christmas morning. I mean, Christmas morning yes. is like. <laughs> oh, it's a beast. We oh, are, gear- we are beast. gearing up. <laughs> I literally give every customer of mine, except for Matt, uh, to, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, to, uh, Christmas morning. Yeah. The little The pack, little pots. Uh, yeah. yeah. The perfect pots. See, I haven't tried any. I, I only go, I go with the French roast or yep. the Colombian Supremo. Because I hear that. because I'm not a flavored coffee guy. Now am I missing? Yeah, you're missing, missing the boat. You're, you're missing, missing the boat. boat. Really? You're missing yeah. the boat. Because uh, I'm a purist too. I mean, my morning yeah. cup is a black, you know, coffee. That's, mm-hmm. You know, very. Rich and you drink and dark. those black? Yeah. Yeah, I drink the flavored black. I brought one for you in the car. I was gonna bring it. Yeah, toasted coconut cream is incredible. It's, it's incredible. incredible. I cannot tell you how many people people love it. People love it. So geeked up. It's like crazy. It's like wild. It's been years. Wow. We've had it for 20 years. People love it. I've had so many people who say they would never drink flavored coffee. They would never touch flavored coffee. Now it's all now it's all they drink. It's all they drink. And in the summer, for an ice coffee, because I was that person. I never yes. drank flavored coffee. My parents drank flavored coffee all the time. Yep. I was like, that stuff is disgusting. Get, yep. get rid of the Folgers hazelnut. I'm never drinking that again. Yeah. And then I found toasted coconut and I was like, oh my God. People, people, <laughs> my it, world it converts people. It is incredible. And then it's just an opening door to your sugar maple nuts, Ugh. your southern pecan. Sugar maple nuts. <laughs> it's the, it's, <laughs> it's the gateway. It's coffee. the gateway. <laughs> it's the gateway. And I, you would be, you would be, sh- it is, it's still like, I cannot tell you, I'll be out at bars. I'm at the gym. I'm like trying First to. First time I met you. Trying, yeah. People are just like, sure. toasted coconut cream. Toasted coconut cream. People talk about CrossFit being Cold? Like, oh, toasted coconut shocked. cream. Yeah. Toasted coconut cream That's is a, cult. a, there is a real, cult. people stop Three me on the street. Three punch cards, D. Three punch cards. Yeah. It's, they lose one. Yeah. The toasted coconut cream is real, but the Christmas, toasted coconut cream is one thing. Christmas morning. So we, so we have a Christmas morning coffee. It's flavored. And Light, lightly flavored, I would consider it. I don't think it's like crazy. I really, really? I respect your opinion. <laughs> I don't think it's like overpoweringly. No, nah, all right. Well, you keep I going. think you just it inspires so much love that people are just like, this is what coffee tastes like now. Yeah. We have got Christmas morning. We release it the day after Thanksgiving until Christmas Eve. This week, this year, Thanksgiving's a week later. 
people have got to wait an extra week for I Christmas I love you morning. for saying that. So we were in the car yesterday, and I was with the boys, yep. and, the, and we have satellite radio going, and yep. they're like, Holly Channel's up now. No. And, and I go, you boys are not listening to that to right. after Thanksgiving. Because like, it's down. too early. It's too early. <laughs> like, but it's got Christmas. And I and have like, explained to my... Well, you can I can tell you every person at some point has gone and been like, what if we release Christmas morning, November 15th? You tell them Or no. why don't we always release it on November 22nd? And my dad is like, you will ruin the spirit of Christmas and I will not be involved. <laughs> oh my God. And I God. will not be involved. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so, God someone has a brain. So we release it for that amount of time. That's it. And Dude, that's it. That's and the Christmas season. That's the Christmas season. And that is when you can buy Christmas morning. And it is meant, which people don't a lot of people don't know, because we're closed on Christmas. So that's what you can drink on Christmas morning because we're closed. You have to buy oh. it and take it home. Which I didn't know that till last year, so I'm still learning new things. People, we sell more Christmas morning in those four weeks than all the other coffees combined for the year. I'm telling you, it's life changing. Yep. Wow. People wow. freak out. People freak out. We only, people come in on day one, they buy 200 pounds. Like, pri- no. Really? Yes, for their home, they freeze it. I met somebody who told me he has a chest freezer full of Christmas morning in case we go out of business so that he can drink it for the rest I of his life. I love that person. I love that person. <laughs> wow. People go, well, we get emails every day. I And we did one time make it outside of a season because a customer emailed us and they said i just my partner of 25 years just passed away the most special thing in our relationship was drinking christmas morning can we we want to have it at his funeral i'm sure he said and i'll give you a million dollars and we literally though we were like is this a scam (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) like oh we've heard sob stories before buddy (laughs) hit the bricks pal I don't think so. No, we that time we made it outside of that. We don't make it. And um, yeah, people go. It is like a mad. It's a mad rush. I get it. People love it. That's great. It's right around the corner, too. We're only. Oh, we're so close. Oh, yeah. I've been this pulled will come out numbers. another week or so. Or, yeah. So, yeah, we'll be two weeks away. Yeah, we're getting very close. People, believe me, people are getting. People are getting. Amped. People are getting amped. Amped. People are amping up. I've yeah. never tried it. I'm so excited now. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Get ready. I'm excited about the toasted coconut cream. Oh, your I world am. is about to explode. I'm about to go Boy. pick some up. Can you believe this? I mean. Yeah, I, I meet people like him every day. It's so weird, right? <laughs> then I don't, and then, then I see them coming. It's like crack. What do you put in that? People love it. People love it. Yeah, it's good. So I'm, I'm, I'm newer. I'm sweating, just so you know. I'm just I'm <laughs> sweating thinking about Christmas morning. <laughs> to, to Hampshire County. Now, yeah. you guys have been around for a long time. Yeah, 29 years. I feel like Shelburne Falls Coffee Roasters is kicking ass now more so than three years ago, though. Is I think it just so. me because I'm becoming more of a coffee snob? No, or we've, enjoy- we've been we we've been growing we've been growing and growing and growing, and I think that like we the last three years we really kind of focused in on what our brand was, who we are, how to because we've we've spent a long time just being like we're a family business. People who know us know us. Like we're from Shelburne Falls, like whatever, and to really be like, oh, you know what, people. People really, people who are who go to Shelburne Falls Coffee Roasters love Shelburne Falls Coffee Roasters, and how do we kind of like, how do we communicate that to people? Um, and we've brought on more upper, ma- like a, some you know people who work with the Instagram. Our Instagram has been we have a woman named Mary. She's worked for us three years. She has the Instagram. She's done an unbelievable job building our. It's Instagram. called the Gram. We were, yeah we learned the Gram. That. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag the Gram. The millennial. Yeah, that's all you need. Um, I thought it was called Insta. No. Okay. Don't embarrass yourself. So that's that's been huge, and we've just really kind of you know we lean in. We go to work every day, Monday through Friday. 
Um, and uh, I mean, obviously the baristas go every, you know, different different schedule. But um, yeah, I feel like in the last three say, years, are you dropping some type of hour change on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be closed on weekends. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, and yeah, no, I think the last three years we've really kind of become a, a bigger thing than than we ever have been before. So is that maybe have something to do with Annie feeling comfortable in her newer role and just you know she inherited you inherited those like hard kick-ass yeah. work ethic from <laughs> Kathy and Curtis and yeah the hardcore I mean I I think that part of that but no I think that more of it was like there was definitely things to shore up different like operational things to shore up um and I think that I think that it was just we just kind of it's been kind of like a slow build but I think we kind of have the ball rolling. And so now I'm just hoping we kind of keep it going. It's funny how that happens with businesses. It's like they get yeah. sleepy for a while and then a couple things change and yep. boom. It's like they, they take the next step and, and, then, and then they make a couple acquisitions. Right. <laughs> yeah. And now you're like, okay, now yeah. let's scale. We can invest in people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then yeah. now you go to the next level. And yeah. I think that's a really, that's a common maturity in, in business. Yeah, it is. And it definitely like if you can get, enough revenue past break even yeah. that you can start reinvesting in things that are not crisis. Yep. Like, cause I feel like a lot in, in this type of business and I'm sure you guys like you have crises, like you have ice machines that break and you have ACs that break yeah. and you have workers comp, you didn't, ex- you know, you've got crisis all the time or it feels that way all the time. But if you can get past that point where you still have some cash left, o- cash left over to paint, to redo the ceilings, to like, to put down re floors, to reinvest, to hire someone for, which is a huge leap three years ago to pay someone to do your Instagram. You're like, why? You know, like I can take a picture. No problem. Like that's not like, how hard can it be? But those are the real decisions in young businesses. It's like, we've got to fix, fix the ice machine or do Instagram. Well, we're going to definitely fix the ice machine. Definitely fix the ice machine. We won't be open tomorrow. Exactly. And so, and then to, and then you have all that you've worked so hard and then to be like, am I going to, take this little money that we have and take a chance on that. Do people even care? You know, there, there's some things we've invested in. No one cares. And you're like, well, dang, I could have done something different with that money. You know, so there's a lot of those kind of scary decisions. Um, and that's where you kind of have to commit and go with it, yeah. you know, but, yeah. it, but it's, but so far it's been good. But you've got to have the, you know, the, the capital to be able to do it. You have so to have you, the so capital have to, to be able to do it. Be able to make yep. that next leap. Yep. And that's such a common thing with business, which is it's, but it's interesting to think about. So mm-hmm. that's why your bulletproof coffee thing's not going to happen. I know. I, it might. I'm, I'm not writing it off. Thanks, Annie. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. So what's next with, for Shelburne Falls Coffee Roaster? Besides the, the I mean, you talked about the line there. Yep, the, that, and we really are trying to kind of keep that, you know, separate type of thing. But for Shelburne Falls Coffee Roasters, um, you know, we really. I, I really would love to have our, we've got a burgeoning, like a decent website, you know, business. Um, and I think that that's an area that we could really grow in. And especially as we have more customers, as we have a better, a, a, a name, we have more capital to be able to get more into the online business. Yeah, get more retail there. Get more retail there, get yeah. more online business there. I think that that's really an area. And to be able to be like, I, I, I definitely like, I want people to be like, you know, to be a company that when people think of New England, they think of Shelburne Falls Coffee. When people think of coming to Western Mass, they think of Shelburne Falls Coffee and that that's something they're proud of and that they're excited about. Um, so kind of like getting more exposure that way is yeah. also something. Yeah. In my opinion, what separates you guys from like a Starbucks mm-hmm. or something, the, the way I would describe East Hampton um, 
even in Shelburne. Yep. It's like a warm feeling yeah, in yep. there. Mm-hmm. You know, those other like, even Northampton coffee, it yeah. just seems like... It's very minimalist. It's a different vibe. Yep. Yeah, it's very different. Yep. But like East Hampton especially, it just feels like, ah, oh, this place is cozy. Yeah, we go for cozy, for mm-hmm. sure. Cozy is a big word. And that we old know. New England, you know, in terms of yeah. the style and the it's furniture. Very Shelburne. Shelburne Falls. It's very Shelburne <laughs> Falls. And you know, half of our managers even either live in Shelburne Falls currently or from Shelburne Falls. That's wow. so cool. Yep, we are a very Shelburne Falls focused um, company. Yeah, we want people to feel good when you come to our store. We want you to feel cozy. We want you to feel taken care of. We want you to feel like you are in a place that's happy. And like, we don't always hit that. Obviously, you know, we, we don't always hit that on the, not every barista gets that. We don't always hit that on the nail, but that's definitely like what we're going for. And, uh, and, and to be able to continue that, that, that's been a big part of like bringing a brand in because you can do that on the cult of personality or you can do that on the, like people just knowing you, um, and knowing that's who you are. That's who we are as people. Um, but to be able to give that to, to you guys to hear that who you don't know me, you don't know, really know Shelburne Falls, but you got that, you got that when you went in and that's great to hear. How do you do that? You know, like that's a big part of what we do is like, what about what, what, what do we do to make sure people feel that, feel that sense that that's who we, our family is, that's who we are and that's what we believe in. Um, and so we've worked really hard in the last couple of years of, of being like, does this color make you like the details? Does this color make you feel sweet? Does the way the, like I, East Hampton, I've, we've moved the registers like 10 times because we're like, does this give the best experience? You know, and figuring those, really getting down to the details and having the time and the energy to, to do that has been a big thing. And so now, how do, we, how do we even communicate that further? Very cool. Thanks. Very cool. A lot of details. A lot of details. You guys are looking at all of it. And I want to say thank you because I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, uh, and you haven't even started because you haven't even had Toast Coconut. No, you don't have no, no idea. idea. He has no idea what he's even thanking you yeah. for. So I'm going to thank you <laughs> because I know what I'm thanking you for. And it's yes. amazing. And you do put out an amazing product. Thank you. When you say the online thing, the yeah. website, are, are you talking about like a subscription service? Yeah, we have, we have subscription services. Almost no one buys them. That's way under the 50 person mark but um kill it yeah i know we don't bring we, in the that's a, yeah, bring a new idea i know <laughs> um but we have like a whole online you can buy all of it online i've got people in east hampton who buy online because you know because why not because if you buy over 75 dollars, plug for the website it's free shipping and uh, it's second day so sometimes that's quicker and easier than going to the shop yeah and you don't have to talk some people don't want to have to talk to anyone you know and I, I respect that. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> so maybe I'll start shipping it to my house. <laughs> yeah, plug away. Plug away, yeah. <laughs> so um, let's talk about some of the health aspects of coffee. Sure. All right. Yes. So polyphenols, I feel like, are a big, big uh, topic right now. I don't know if you guys you hear polyphenols in coffee. No. No. Nope. No. Really? Yes, of course. Okay. And I'd love to talk about it more. <laughs> polyphenol yeah. all right do some homework look up the polyphenols not on my show notes <laughs> <laughs> right, you guys gave me all the Let's softball go. questions first so right. de- delve into some deep chemistry we, we, we definitely <laughs> don't have to to dive into that that but definitely look at look into polyphenols so we're gonna, people yeah we'll L- look a lot of health benefits there yeah, okay let's talk about creamer 
Oh yeah, for All sure. Right. So yeah. what kind of creamers are you using? I mean, some of the, like the coffee made creamer that, that has to c- cause cancer. I mean, if you drank one of those creamers a day, it, I, I pretty much guarantee cancer in like a year. Oh, I think for <laughs> like, sure. Like anything that has a shelf life of 45 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is so that the shelf life on that? It, it, I don't Do you think, know that. Yeah. We're going to need to check that one. Check yeah, that. But check that. I think like it expires in like 20 years. I mean, I'm being serious. Like coffee made creamer never expires. The powder stuff that you get in the big jug. The power, yeah. yeah. So you guys aren't using that, I'm sure. You, no, no, no. Yeah. So no. What, what are you using for like your dairy products and? Um, well, we, you know, ov- being from this area, we are spoiled in the fact that like getting local dairy is easy and plentiful and, and not a problem. And so, um, you know, we use a lot of local dairy companies. Um, and uh, you know, but half and half is king. You know, like it's, it is. You think alt milks are a thing until you work a shift as a barista and you're like, no, people are putting lots of half and half in their coffee. So just like straight up. Oh, straight. Good half and half. No, we get a local, you know, a local, a local one. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Depending on which store. I'm not saying because different stores get different ones. Like our Shelburne right. stores, we use All Star, you know, um, All Family Farms. Right. So Maple Line, we use different ones. Um, um, people drink a lot of half and half, like a lot. Like I, I refill too much, too much yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah. From cause I, cause I, you know, when you're a barista at Sean Falls coffee roasters, you, you know, we switch out the air pots and we switch out the air pots for the half and half. And I switch, we switch out that air pot for the half and half at a much higher ratio than I would anticipate for how many coffees we that are switching crazy. out. Yeah. People are, people are putting half and half in their coffee, which is interesting to me because you're like killing the flavor of the right. coffee. Oh, and they, good already. oh yeah. And yeah. also no one talks about it. everyone's like, Oh, if someone wants almond milk, you, if someone's using the almond milk, you know, they're using the almond milk, you know, they, some, they usually make some type of a statement about it. No one talks about the half and half and it just goes, you know, like it's <laughs> just the use and even the whole milk and no one ever asks for skim anymore. That's a non, is that even a thing? Non, starter that awesome well, but that's, yeah, no. that's a good thing right because the skim milk is i mean they just replace the uh, all yeah. the fat all the good stuff with sugar yeah i mean and keto is keto is definitely you know fat is good right now today we'll see about tomorrow but right now fat's good so people are going for it but i i've actually the last couple years uh, i landed on a um a, cr- a homemade creamer concept that we put in our specialty drinks. So if you notice, every that we do the Vietnamese cold brew. Every every season we do five seasonal drinks. There's always one that's a cold brew plus one of our homemade creamers, and that just flies. That's huge. And we use um, some either sweetened condensed milk or coconut milk, like the real stuff. Combine that with whipping cream. Add sugar and spices to it. And then put that in the coffee. People kiss that half and half goodbye because this is like <laughs> half and half on like steroids. Um, and people drink a lot of that too. It's delicious. It's it's incredibly delicious. This is the reason why your bulletproof concept is not going to get it's off the ground. Work. No, because I'm over here combining whipping yeah, cream with evaporate. Yeah, with, with sweet milk, sugar. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what's taking off? A little bit of cinnamon. We almost forgot to bring up the nitro brew. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's oh. huge right now. I, I love it. I'm a Guinness yeah. guy if I drink a beer, mm-hmm. but... I can't even, I don't drink that anymore either, but um, that nitro brew, I, I love yeah. it, but the caffeine content must be higher because it, it is. I get the jitters a little bit. The nitrogen it, like, releases more caffeine in it, and that's why we serve it in a smaller size, and you traditionally don't get it with ice because that disrupts like the, the, the whole nitro effect. Um, so no, you are, you should be drinking, like I, I drink like three ounces 
to a 12. Usually I get a 12 ounce cup of coffee. If I'm getting nitro, I'll do like three or four ounces. Yeah. It's, wow. it's charged. That's hard. Yeah, that's hardcore stuff. And it's also not as popular as anticipated. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. People love that we have it, but they buy toasted coconut cream. <laughs> Again, you, I mean, it's yeah. You're only gonna hit so many people, Matt. This, this is it's you true. That's why we had to buy another company. <laughs> right. We, <laughs> we have no chance of competing with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the nitrogen, and I do get a lot of requests to put toasted coconut cream on the nitrogen tap. Oh God. But um, it's incredibly expensive. The nitrogen, the nitrogen, the not the nitrogen itself is not expensive, but the little, the nim, the device, the, the makes system. it the, the system, th- not yeah. even the system, just the nitrogen tap. Oh. Is fifteen hundred dollars per one. So if I want to add a second one, I have to pay that. Wow. So um. And maintaining that's some, it, that's some numbers. It. That's easy. You know, it's very user friendly. I, I haven't really gotten into the nitrogen coffee. Thing. A lot you of know, people I, haven't. It's, it's, it's a really surprised me. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a big thing, and the tap system has been a big thing. So I, I felt that that choice was worth it, and I've put it in all the stores because the tap system's so cool. Um, it really, people love it. It brings cold brew because we cold brew everything. We bring cold, cold, and it brings cold brew to the front of people's minds and it's paid for itself. It's, it's less labor for the baristas. Um, but the nitrogen itself has not been as popular yeah. as I thought it was going to be. Nope. Yeah. It's a coffee pier, so I, I can, I can get on board with that. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> coffee pier. He drinks toasted coconut. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, you can't, you it has crack in it. I'm telling you, Matt. <laughs> you're going to try it once. Oh, you're gonna be, go back. I feel bad now. They're in my car and they're it's, now cold. But I thought you guys had coffee. I don't want to put pressure there's on. There's literally cracking. The good thing is I don't have an d- addictive personality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you don't get really into things. Yeah. No. So. <laughs> I'm a go with the flow yeah. kind of guy. Take like it or just, take it or leave it. I never thought I'd be on a podcast like <laughs> screaming about a flavored coffee right now. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, thanks a lot for coming on. It yeah. was so fun, yeah, Annie. You. Really appreciate it. Um, plug something plug all pl- plug all the things instagram where do we find you on instagram? you can find us at oh, shelburne sorry, falls gram. coffee on the gram <laughs> shelburne falls coffee on the gram um you can come to any one of our seven locations i'll probably be there whatever one you go to i'll probably be there um and uh i don't know try try the christmas morning order some stuff online be our like third or fourth subscription box watch person. out for bulletproof coffee watch out for bulletproof coffee coming to a shelburne falls near come you come and um, i think i have a way that we can we can really grow that i have an idea I yeah I'm, we're open we're right. open i'll give you the uh, email address of mary our mark <laughs> pawn you off <laughs> to mary no and then the classic ceo pawn uh, yeah right no there. i got a i'll give you a number you can call yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an all request to mary <laughs> love the idea total waste of my time <laughs> but here mary could probably spend a couple minutes a day on that <laughs> what's um, the what's the website is it just shelburnefallscoffee.com that wasn't taken no (laughs) (laughs) um no (laughs) that one was there we also own shelton falls coffee roasters.com but we were like it's too much for people to type it's too much too much sfcr sfcr yeah we've tried to brand us as sfcr a thousand times and no one does it well instead what we have is everyone in shelburne fall in shelburne in greenfield they all call us coffee roasters that's what we're called coffee roasters and down here we're all called shelburne falls so we haven't even been able to get a cohesive but you know what? It doesn't matter. It's working. Does, yeah. Doesn't people keep coming in? It's working. It does not matter. It does not matter. All right. This was awesome. I've been looking forward to this one. So thank oh, you. Oh, thank you guys yeah, for having you. me. It was so fun. All right. Let's go try that coffee. All right. <laughs>